Shall we begin recording? Sure. My name is James. And my name is Matt. And you're listening to Brother Brother! Club uh, uh, approach to video game playing yeah. podcast. Um, so this week we decided to play uh, the. Uh, <laughs> what do we want to call this game? <laughs> a game that has many names. Yeah. Um, so originally released in Japan as the third game in the saga series, which is kind of a sort of a sister series to Final Fantasy in a lot of ways. Um, they were never particularly popular in America, um, but this particular game and actually all of the games in this particular chunk of the saga series were released in America um, on the Game Boy under the name uh, Final Fantasy Legends. Right. The problem is that since they are old um, RPGs, a lot of their systems um, and the way they work are very inscrutable. Yeah. And feel a little bit outdated yes. or like a lot of bit outdated in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> um, luckily they re-released updated versions for the, the 3DS or yeah, the 3DS, but only in Japan. Yes. People are passionate enough about the series that there are fan translations floating around on the internet, which of course, you know, you can, you can play on an emulator. Right. Not that we did that. No, because I'm sure that because would that's be illegal. illegal. We definitely got the Japanese versions <laughs> right. and played them. Played them on Japanese. On Japanese DSs, DSs, In Japanese. In Japanese. <laughs> and did a running <laughs> translation ourselves. Because, yeah, that's that's the level of commitment that <laughs> we have so to this. We're so talented. It's a, sort of a traditional JRPG. Follows your four party of four main characters with a occasional rotating guest character right and you basically the basic premise is that well back up a little bit more so <laughs> for no particular reason there's a jug of infinite water in the yes. sky um, and it's continuously pouring water into the world so the world is flooding um and like on the verge of destruction so like these scientists as a last resort um, send your main characters back in time to figure out a way to destroy the... I forget what they call it in the updated version. I know... It was the water entity. Yeah, it's the water entity in the Game Boy original. I don't remember what they... Uh, now it's now it's Delugia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Uh. <laughs> okay. You are... You're sent back... You grow up in a town and you do all sorts of stuff. And then the elder basically, you know, sets you off on your journey. Yes. Yeah, so oh, surprise. You have a destiny. Right. <laughs> right. Leads you to the, the shrine, which houses an ancient future space time ship space like bomber jet. Yeah. Like I remember in the original uh, Game Boy version it looks a lot like a stealth bomber yeah like it looks a little fancier like weird and angular and stuff yeah, like yeah. a big triangle right basically yeah totally in, in this version it, it's a little bit fancier uh mm -hmm. but yeah it's a it's a plain time machine essentially right i think in this one it looks a little bit more like if you if you have like a mecha that transforms into a ship you know because it has all the weird little fins and like frilly oh, yeah, bits yeah, coming yeah. off of it
that's the basic plot. Battles work a little bit differently in this game. Yeah, I mean, as, as a basic, like, it's using the regular familiar JRPG formula. You bring your friends, they bring your friends, and you <laughs> take turns hitting each other, right. basically. You can use attacks, you can use spells, you can use abilities, you can mm-hmm. use items, you can buff your friends, you can debuff your enemies. Yeah. Uh, it does let you switch around the party like the order that people act in yes in a couple of cases which is kind of fun mm-hmm. um i don't know if they it didn't feel like they really went deep into that not as much as they could have yeah um, but I, it is it is there i think in the original game it's either dependent on what like actual order they are in the party or mm-hmm. maybe like an agility stat that could be um but this one um and so in the updated version there are a couple of changes first of all um, they're a lot more generous with inventory space. Also, like, so in the previous version, like, everything that you had in your inventory was all you had access to in the sense that each character had a set amount of spaces. Right. And everything that they carried into battle was all that they could use in battle. In this, in, in the updated version, they switched that around a little bit. So it's more like you have a certain amount of space for equipment, for, like, weapon equipment, like spell equipment, and then anything that's in your inventory you have access to. Which yeah, you is... have your shared pool of all your shit that's just hanging <laughs> just around. Hanging out. Uh, which is pretty generous <laughs> and, and, and generally yeah. a good idea. Um, I think that's definitely a change for the better. Uh, like like you mentioned, uh, they do give you a turn order, mm-hmm. um, which I think is solely dependent on what type of weapon or attack you're using, oh. it seems like. Yeah, I've noticed definitely like... If you want to go first, using a salve almost always yeah. is the first action. Yeah, they definitely, um, and that seems like a kindness too. Like yeah. healing <laughs> items and healing spells usually are higher up in the queue. Right, which makes um, sense. Unfortunately, I feel like they don't take it quite far enough. Like mm. like Final Fantasy X is kind of like the Ur example of the way yeah. to do that. Um, where, you know, not only can you... Um, see your turn order, but a lot of times you can affect enemies' placement in battle right. in a more direct way. Yeah, so, you can like, bring your guys to act sooner and knock them back so they don't act as quickly. Yeah. Or even just say, like, okay, I have three more things I get to do before the boss uses his big move. Uh-huh. So, like, what is the best possible, <laughs> like, three actions I can take leading up to this? Mm-hmm. Um, the other kind of twist on a traditional JRPG format is they actually have a, a race mechanic in this game as yeah. well. Um, so in the beginning, you start out with two humans and two mutants. Uh, humans are good with katanas and long swords, and that's about it. Not much else. And they're Yeah, other than that, they're kind of all-rounders. Right. Um, mutants. Or espers, as oh, they're known in this right. version. Yeah, no, I keep forgetting <laughs> about that. Um, espers or mutants are good with rapier or like like speedy swords i don't know yeah like lighter and bows and bows yeah yeah so they're they're kind of like elves they are kind of like elves (laughs) because they also specialize in every magic class right um and then you have robots specialize in guns and cannon type weapons they are unique in the sense that both robots and cyborgs have slightly different way of interacting with defense stats i don't know if you notice like when you're equipping um, items a lot of times like there's the normal defense value and then there's a robot and a yeah. cyborg um, and specifically uh, the advantage for robots being that essentially instead of having like a head slot a arm slot body slot 
all of their equipment, like armor equipment slots, are anything. Yeah. So you could just throw like 50 leather armors on one robot. Yeah. And in fact, in most cases, you want you to. You want to. <laughs> you want to give them all of your best armor and make sure that they're completely kitted out with it. Yeah. Because they get the most benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that just naturally, I think my, my character that was a robot tended to increase stats in whatever controls defense yeah best too yeah um so there's also cyborgs which are kind of like a human uh but they specialize in hammer slash axe weapons and great swords yeah like big beefy weapons Mm -hmm. they my cyborg ended up being like the primary damage oh yeah by the time it got to that point in the game interesting beast men Mm -hmm. which are like humans except they specialize in spears and uh jutsu yeah uh, or what were they called skills in the old one yeah i think so yeah basically but, martial arts stuff. yeah and then finally you have monsters which are literally just the monsters that you're fighting <laughs> right uh to lesser and greater effect so the way that works is that at the end of most battles if not almost every battle if you've killed a certain type of monster it can leave behind either it's meat or parts there's a complex uh, algorithm that involves <laughs> elemental types and 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 race types, uh, but basically there's a formula where dependent on what your character's element is, which doesn't change, mm-hmm. and what the element and type of monster or parts is of the monster that you get leftovers from, yes, determines what <laughs> they turn into. Uh, and when they turn into a monster or a cyborg, or really whenever their form shifts at all you have a chance to pick up new abilities yes um monsters are built in with some abilities uh, especially like if, if you're a monster you have a certain set of abilities and even like there's a difference between abilities and what like attributes yeah so like you can have a guy that comes with vulnerable to fire oh that's true uh that could also have like the water ability that's like an actual battle action that he can take yeah and not only do those things change as you mutate but you have a chance to keep some of those traits when you change to a different form, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It's it's like a tantalizing glimpse at a way that you could almost build the perfect <laughs> character yes. that has all the right like positives and none of the negatives. Uh-huh. Although in practice, that seems like it never actually happens. <laughs> yeah, I generally found that with without exception, or not without exception, with few exceptions, uh, you seem to generally get the negative attributes. I know. <laughs> and none of the, like... So the other thing is there's a chance that abilities will will transfer over uh, between monsters. Right. Because the catch with monsters is they're like a complete package. You can't equip any sort of equipment to them. Right. And they only have access to the abilities that they come with. And their stats hardly grow. Yes. Like, basically, the best way to make a monster better is to evolve them into a better monster. Yeah. Which feels very Pokemon. Yes. And in fact, um, in, in my background reading, um, apparently the first game specifically, but the series, this first chunk of the series in general, uh, was a very big influence on Pokemon when they were making it. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, because they do have that same sort of like, you could basically play Final Fantasy Pokemon Edition yeah. by like just running a team of monsters. That's true. It would be the hardest way to play yeah. the game. But, <laughs> um, because the thing is like durability that's a thing we should talk about oh yeah um so weapons and spells and Mm -hmm. abilities all have a limited amount of uses 
the only way to recover them, which is actually another thing I think they added in in the remake, yeah, um, is the recharge shops. Every inn, and there's also one in your space time space. machine plan, yeah. <laughs> lets you pay a certain amount of money to recover durability right. of weapons and items. With the exception of monsters who recover them naturally when you rest. Right. Do you remember how you did durability in the old one? I want to say you just had to buy new items. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the the durability kind of bugs me in this game because I feel like it's a, it's a system that's in place that doesn't really have any mechanical value. Like all it does is cost you money. And I don't know what the point is other than to take away your money. I, I'm going <laughs> to maybe say a controversial statement. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say that I don't think I've ever encountered <laughs> a durability system in a game where it's actually been a useful thing to engagement. Yeah. Engage with, like where it's been anything other than a time tax. Well, okay. What let's maybe this is a little bit of a sideline, but what about fallout where like as your weapons get broken, they do less damage and have worse performance. And then like, at least there's some sort of, yeah, but yeah. then you're still like, opening up your pit boy and slapping together copies of weapons. That's true. That's true. You do do that a lot. <laughs> I mean, like the mechanical <laughs> shift in like, like degrading actually as you go on is a cool idea. Yeah. But like, again, you're always pulling up your menu, seeing how many extra copies of that weapon you have. And That's just true. like, I don't know, duct taping them to the other one. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, like I, I, could they, could they just get the same effect by making the monsters drop less money for you? Probably, you know? Right. And so, so it, it also, and I know this is something you struggled with, I think mm. more than I did, uh, but it also sort of puts a kind of nebulous difficulty slider on things. Yeah. In a weird way. Well, it, it seems like it it's one of those things where like it hardly mattered right up until the point where it really mattered. So like a lot of the like the levels that I was going through, it was easy to like get in, do a little bit of them, finish them up, get out and recharge all your weapons uh -huh. or whatever. But that one, like the uh, the the tower level that you go through in Floatland. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I got to the end of it, like all of my good weapons were gone. And I was I was stuck with like the little tiny weapons that hardly worked. Uh -huh. and, I don't know, wasn't wasn't great. And there's just no way to to get around that either. Like, I my only option was to warp out of the tower, go back, recharge all my weapons, which would have taken up probably more money than I had. Yeah. And then what? Grind until I have enough money to buy more copies of the weapons to take with me. And so, see, here's the issue that I was running into uh, really late in the game, and you know, spoiler warning, neither of us finished this game. No. Is that I was actually making either less or just enough money to yeah. cover like repairing my items. Yeah. Well, and sometimes like it's, it's, it ended up being more cost effective to not use the best weapons. Right. Which is just like, right. you get a new weapon and you're like, well, this is really good, but how much is it going to cost me to repair this later? Yeah. It's a weird, it, yeah. It gets you into this strange mindset where you have to save your good weapons basically for whatever boss. Yeah. Because most of the mobs that you're running into are pretty inconsequential. Right. And... There is no way to communicate that strategy to the auto battle system. <laughs> oh, yeah. So basically anything, it, it does have an auto battle thing that you can just pick yeah. if you want to flip through real quick. 
but because what you use during battle matters a lot in terms of how your skill level with that weapon or that mm -hmm. magic progresses and whether you have enough uses of that leftover for when you need it later, yeah. auto battle is actually like a really reckless and like not super useful all the time option, uh -huh. which sucks because then that means you're back to being stuck micromanaging like thousands of button clicks that are just like, <laughs> yes, hit him with the sword again. Okay. Hit him with the sword again. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, and then the final sort of newer part of battle is that each weapon has four different uh, sort of skills that come along with yeah. it. Um, and some of those overlap with other weapon types or other other weapons of the same type. Right. Um, but the way that you learn it is just using the weapon. Yeah. And I, I and then, think... And there's like a maybe like a random chance based on like what your skill level with yeah. the weapon is. And if you have a higher skill level, you get weapons, skills faster, period. Right. There's combos. That's yeah. another Ooh, new yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, basically, when, you're, when your characters are targeted on the same target next to each other in the turn order... Mm -hmm. doing any sort of skill that's not the base attack of whatever your weapon is. There's a chance that they do a combo, uh, which increases damage for both or however many hits. Right. Um, yeah, it just adds bonus damage, basically. Um, it's interesting because you can even sort of have combos with skills that wouldn't normally do any damage to that monster. Yeah. So you can have you can have them hit and do zero damage, but because of the combo thing you going on, it does a bonus forty three or something plus whatever the the skill, you know, debuff right thing is which w was sort of inscrutable to me. Like it it was nice when it happened, but it was tough to kind of like to to really plan it out without yeah. a bunch of experimenting. The only really time that I had to experiment like that was during boss battles, which to be fair, I think is when you need combos. Yes, definitely. So that's, it's kind of fun. Um, so or, I don't know, cool. or possibly uh, what I found really useful is when I, when I could figure it out um, is uh, have it increase damage to skills that damage everyone. Yeah. So if you had a, like a all target attack that could, could be worked into a combo that right. could potentially wipe a lot easier did you find any all target attacks yeah oh what do you remember what okay so i could only find ones that targeted groups of enemies oh, okay. not everybody on the field higher tier magic okay um have some target all spells um as well as some some later weapons yeah um i, I remember specifically there's a, like a, a fire brand and an ice brand and oh. the last um rung of their skills were a target everybody okay attack that figures human was the one class that I never had on my team. <laughs> so this is actually probably a good time to talk about party composition. Yeah. What did you end up uh, playing through with? Okay. I was doing pretty good. I had a, I had an Esper because mm -hmm. you need someone who's good at magic right. specifically at healing. Yes. Uh, I had a cyborg mm -hmm. that ended up being my primary damage dealer. I had a robot mm -hmm. because you have to have a robot. I mean, <laughs> so who cute. else are you gonna? Yeah, I know. You have to dump all your equipment on them, yeah. and they get to use all the guns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the guns, like the the difference between the uh, like the pistol ones that do a lot of direct damage to one mm -hmm. target versus the like submachine gun ones that do a spray of damage to guys. Like yeah. that's a good flexibility to have. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for the last guy, it was always either a beast man or if it seemed like I could get him into some sort of cool monster thing temporarily, I would do that. Uh -huh. But 
Yeah, never really did humans. Huh. Um, so I had my main character, or not main character. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> right, the first character <laughs> yeah. um, be a human. And then I had the second one as an esper. Mm-hmm. Uh, third one swapped between robot and cyborg when um, I felt like the stats were better on one end or yeah. the other. And then my last character, I had them started out as a monster for a while. Um, and I just really wasn't getting very good like results after it. I was basically yeah. just feeding them every meat that I came across. Right. Um, That's what I did at first, too, just because I wanted to see what would happen. But kind of quickly came to the conclusion that monsters weren't really that useful. Yeah. I mean, there's there was a couple of times where I got like a lucky meat combination right. that would boost you up into the next like tier of right. monster. Um, specifically, I think I found really early uh, a combo that would make my uh, monster into like one of the living sword type. Oh yeah. Enemies, Those guys were pretty good, which are pretty good for like the starting area. Mm-hmm. But um, after a while, I just had had them switch back into beastmen because yeah. their stats were so low, and since you can't equip any sort of equipment on them, right. like they really don't have much survivability. Yeah, totally. And also, I was finding a lot of times um, this is one thing, one part where the durability really comes in is like a lot of times, even if they have like three or four different abilities, they have really low use. That's true. So like you're liable to just have a completely useless character halfway yeah. through a dungeon. And I mean, the nice thing is you can always evolve them away from that. True. But, it, and in fact, you kind of have to, yeah, to keep them viable. Uh, one last part about, um, evolving people is you can feed people, same element, same type meat to, uh, recover their health yeah. or if they're a monster, they recover their abilities. Right. But again, that, that means you're kind of having to like, strategically chase out certain like encounters yeah which is a lot of hassle because you can't tell what the encounter is going to be right i like i like the system of running into guys yeah yeah. we definitely moved away from random battles which is great right uh yeah in the battles that you can mostly avoid if you're if you're careful yeah and and in fact i mean the farther you go in the (laughs) the game the more you're going to want to avoid battles yeah totally well i know like for that for that really (laughs) tall tower one it was mostly just running past groups of guys over and over and over because i was like no like i want to get to the boss already i'm sure i'll be able to beat it just like get all these other guys out of the way i don't know what i would have done if i would have stopped to fight all the guys there's no way i would have made it through it would have been yeah terrible (laughs) a little bit after like you jump into the past i just found that like beastmen was the more viable option yeah um and actually it's interesting that you said your um cyborg was the big damage dealer my big damage dealer was the beastman interesting especially because i i had her focus specifically on um on the martial arts weapon yeah. type um which is a low starting damage but escalates really quick yeah uh kind of deal so the thing that bothered me specifically about the beastman's uh weapon specialties is most characters have one uh stat that they pull from for damage right so like humans uh the katana and swords are both strength damage based uh the the robots uh guns are actually a fixed amount yes which is interesting Although, did you find the Psy Gun? Yes, I did. That uses magic as yes. its stat? 
which is useless. useless. And and there's also a Psy Sword, which oddly enough doesn't use magic. No, it only kind of does. Oh. So it its <laughs> main attack uses magic as its attack stat. Yeah. All of its abilities use strength though. And then the 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 espers, uh, the bows do fixed damage. The fast swords use agility. Right. Beastmen, you're split between spears, which use strength. And the martial arts with which use agility. So basically, I just had her focus on agility, and I think that really helped uh, boost that growth. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which is probably another thing we should touch on really quick, which is stat growth. Yes, um, because you don't level up in this game. No, I'm kind of okay with that. <sighs> I'm kind of not. Yeah, <laughs> I I I, th- I think it's a commendable system, um, and it works. It works fine in this in yeah. this game. Um, my issue with not having tangible level ups is I don't ever, I don't ever have a way of like like marking my progress. That's true. So like if I run into a really strong boss and mm-hmm. he wipes me out, I mean I can I guess fight random battles until maybe hopefully something goes up (laughs) yeah that's true but like you know in a in a more traditional level up um system like grinding still sucks but at least you know like what you're going for when you're grinding yeah that's true yeah yeah, i wonder there there was definitely a lot of little things that i thought of as i was playing through this that was like you know they could have made this just a little bit better if they had done like (laughs) xyz i don't know i i just feel like it makes things a little bit more approachable. Yeah, that's um, fair. And and then like with the skills, like that's a cool system too. Except battle sy- battle skills will upgrade faster than healing skills, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you're going to be using battle skills all the time, healing skills not so much. Mm-hmm. Healing skills are arguably more important to have higher yeah, than totally. your battle skills. So either you're going to be kind of s- almost scraping by with you know your your healer just using healing spells when they use them yeah or you're you're finding a way to optimize a, a, a grinding up your healing skills right. which is dumb silly <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah because then especially if they focus on leveling their healing skills they're not getting stats in right. the one that lets them do damage right so yeah it's tough to be a healer in this universe apparently yeah and actually i found um I think as soon as I possibly could, because there was definitely a point where I was like, wow, I have, you know, way more money, way more <laughs> money than I ever need. Yeah. Um, I definitely like maxed out salves and maxed out potions. Yes. Cyborgs and robots do not do so well with oh, healing yeah, magic. That's true. Which is an interesting mechanic. Uh, but again, it's as much as that's a cool aspect, it isn't handled very well in game. Yeah. Uh, specifically because the auto battle thing, your guys will go crazy trying to heal your robot with magic spells that yeah. aren't going to do any good. Yeah. Actually, one of the features that I did appreciate is at the end, like during the wrap up screen oh, yeah. or whatever, you have the auto heal option. Yeah. I don't know why that had to be auto heal though. <laughs> the same thing. People will be like, oh, I'm just going to. You know, this guy uses a cure spell. This guy throws a potion on a person that's only hurt five health points. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Nobody uses any sort of... It's not efficient. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
Um, so why don't we sort of jump into the the game proper, okay. um, and kind of walk through the the stuff that we did actually get to. Yeah, I really hate all of the names I, in tell the me about updated it. version, <laughs> and like I say this as a person who generally feels like like original original text should be canon. Yeah, and 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 maybe maybe it's just because I was exposed to like. The earlier English localizations first. Yeah. Um, but like almost everybody's name in this game is stupid. Yeah. All of the places are named stupid things. Yeah. And some of them are even, do you know some of them are switched around? No. From where they're okay. So do you remember what the ship name was in the original? It was the Talon. The Talon. But that's not what it's called in the new one. It's called the the, the Stethanelophanos, right? Yeah. And Talon is now the name of the Resistance base, oh. maybe. So like, there was even cases where they uh, they changed around. They reused names that were used for other things oh, in the weird. old one for something uh-huh. different in the new one, which is silly. Um. So. Oh wait! Also, there's a kid in your starting village whose name is Nemesis. Nemesis, yes. <laughs> and Dior is the other one. Dior. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, the original um, English localizations has them as Faye and Bior. Better. Better. <laughs> I mean, Bior is still kind of a goofy name, Iffy, but but it's not Nemesis. Well, see, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Also, one of the main characters' name default default actual default name is Polinarif. Yeah. Which is st- strange. <laughs> this is just like a random JoJo's yeah. Bizarre Adventure like, yeah, totally. reference. <laughs> um, I, I renamed them all of their original uh, English localizations, <laughs> which is like Arthur, Curtis, like Sharon, and Gloria. Oh, yeah, Sharon. <laughs> Gloria. Just like completely normal ass names. Right. <laughs> um, so the Elder tells you that you have to go to the North Tower um, to grab... The, the the ancient spell of Muon. Muon. Which is float. Float. In the original in the original English. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and made so much more sense because yes. float allows you to float. cross the water. <laughs> right. Um and and so once you step out of town you're you're introduced to the map navigation yeah. system. Which I think with the best will in the world was supposed to make the game easier mm-hmm. and and i think almost kind of does except for in specific except situations, for in specific when it situations. Definitely doesn't. <laughs> yeah uh which so i don't know which ones in particular you're thinking of but the ones that i kept running into i never found moo I could oh, never right. get there <laughs> well okay so part of the huge problem with it is that it would give you Usually you would have a path that would lead to where you're supposed to go next. Usually right. it was pretty good about marking it on the map. Yeah. But it didn't do a good job of showing you when you should look around for other stuff. Mm-hmm. So in your case, like to find Moo, you're supposed to go to a, like an intersection. Yeah. Like a waypoint or whatever. And if you try to go that way in the beginning, it'll say like, like you'll walk to the exit to the map on that side and your guy will be like, Oh, we can't go this way. Yeah. Even though it's an exit that's marked yeah. on the map. And then like, it doesn't, it doesn't even tell you like when you come back, Oh, now you satisfy the conditions that'll allow your character to walk that so direction. You, you know? want to know what's funny is I either, either it's possible. My game was just like glitched or <laughs> I never tripped the flag because like, I definitely went back there and every time I tried to exit north north from that area, the people were like, "Yeah, there's there's nothing." Yeah, up there's there. nothing up there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, can, I can see it. It's right, right there. 
Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so yeah, the way it works is it is it is there's big landmark locations. Um, usually, it'll reveal the specific areas that you're supposed to be going to. Right. Um, oftentimes, the just sort of generic uh, way, like in between crossroads yeah, locations. Like on the way to the tower, you go through a forest yeah. or a field. Um, or the and mountains. those those usually have like one or two paths splitting off from yeah. them. And that's where you get the weird, like, I can't go this way or there's right. nothing this direction. Or the uh, the really helpful, some people say there's a ghost pirate ship that appears here, which means you can't walk that way. Until later Until when later you Until later when you can, yeah. Um, uh, those, those field areas are also where you get to... Do you get to find treasure chests, but you also get to mm-hmm. to hunt bounties. Yes, you get to do this other weird thing that they've added, uh, where it's basically like secondary objectives, where yeah. people in town will say, "Oh, there's a giant turtle that's in the fields. Could you please go kill it for me?" Right, and then you'd go kill it, and then they give you items, money, probably items, items. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. I mean, I don't think the game is hurt at all, or hurt at all by having it added, except. Oh, except for, <laughs> for this the super annoying thing that I ran is. into. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the, there was a place where you uh, you get into this event that happens where like, oh, like a while ago, this guy got hurt by this monster. Let's go <laughs> because, back in time. Because wait, wait. <laughs> because he was carrying around legendary meat. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, but then once you do that, you're stuck in a battle that you can't run away from and you're under leveled yeah, for, you probably can't and win. you actually, yes, you just have to go back to your save game. Mm-hmm. To be fair. I think that's the only time I ran into that yeah. kind of situation. Uh, but there isn't really any sort of like difficulty marker or no. like, Hey, maybe you're not strong enough to take this quest on. Right. Which again, like if you had a traditional leveling system, yeah, you just well, put level bunch marks or on Or even like quest. if they, yeah, I guess that's true too. Like, cause it is kind of hard to tell what level or like what strength you should be at at yeah. that point. Like, I guess they could, they could assume like, Oh, if you've made it to this town, maybe you're strong enough to do X, Y, Z. But in this case, like I couldn't even do any damage to the monster and it was killing me in one hit. Like it was clearly wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So you go to the, go to the top of the North tower, you grab Muon. Sharon's like, I'm super sad about you guys leaving. I'm not going to see you off. Um, And then you get to the shrine and she's there and she's like, just kidding. Surprise. You need four members in your party. (laughs) Um, So Melrose joins you as Mm -hmm. a guest party member right um, and did you immediately try to take his items yes but you can't you can't no. <laughs> in in traditional style you cannot yeah. steal his equipment because it's a lot better than stuff right you have. <laughs> also as just a side note about uh guest characters mm-hmm. did you notice that a lot of times they had uh, weapons that were outside of their special special yeah. specialities that had techniques on them that yeah they, that they had learned that they must have like they must have previously transformed into something into else to something learn else those techniques, learn, right? Yeah, I guess if they're going all in on this, like everybody is potentially everything, right? Like idea, then sure, yeah. Except there are specific areas where they like refer to monsters as like seemingly a separate thing. Yeah, I don't. It, it is weird that like somehow the other like people in the world don't seem to follow the same <laughs> mutation rules that your main characters maybe, do maybe, and that's never explained <laughs> maybe it's it's because you're from like a divergent 
But one of you uh, like isn't. Future type. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sharon is definitely from like the present present. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, like there's the there's the whole like you find an entire city where people are turning into. Yeah. What are they calling them? It's so- sea hags. Oh, right. Oh, but sh- they're like sh- sh- sagwins or something. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why don't they just eat the right meat to turn back into humans? Like, right? that's what I would do. Right? <laughs> so after that, there's this cool little event. Probably one of my favorite things from the game is, like, you meet the elder of your town. But like, oh, yeah. In the past. Right. Um, and he's like, I'm wandering around looking for where to build a tower or a town. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, well, obviously you should go build it where the town is. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you have an encounter with uh, the wanderer. Oh, yeah. In the in the rift between times. Yes. Um, and he uh, unlocks the gears, the gears of, of time. time. Which weren't in the old one. No. Right. Okay. No. Which lets you sort of uh, enables certain like side story branches. Mm -hmm. Um, Also some interesting battle things that I never really got a good handle on using effectively. Um, The only thing that I really used effectively is the present one. And that's only for bosses. Is that the one where everybody that has attacked that turn gets together to do one big attack? Yeah. Yeah. And the enemy or the target also skips their turn. Right. Um, So the past one is you summon a copy of the last character to act. And they take the previous action that they took. Right. So it just doubles your turn, basically. Yeah. At the cost of like one time point. That slowly comes back over time as you fight guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, you have to go across the sea using float. Yes. Um, or slash Mulan. <laughs> so you go in the past and then go back to Irem. And instead of Kronos, you meet Granny. Right. Who's an old lady. Who's Yeah, she's Granny. Yeah. Also, just small point of interest uh, that I, th- I think must be from localization stuff. When you meet the elder in the past, uh-huh. he says he's looking for a place to found a city to take care of orphans. Yes. And if we talk to people about why Granny founded the city, it was to make a city to take care of orphans. I mean, because like Kronos ends up there. You guys end up in his village. Right. Did you do a little Kronos side? Yes. Oh, do you have to? Is that... No. Okay. It's, a it's completely, an extra thing. It's completely optional, but it, I feel like it's one of the optional things that actually like makes story sense to do. Yeah, totally. Um. Somebody runs in and they're like, oh, no. One of the so, orphans has been stolen. Well, yeah, somebody kidnapped Freya. <laughs> right. And it turns out it's a monster who has a name that lives in a cave. Yeah, he's uh, Dogra. Dogra, that's right. Uh, I think like, that's who he was called in the in the old one, too. I think right? you're right. And he's kind of like a big stony worm with a big mouth and an eyeball. Yes. But before you fight him, so in the middle of the dungeon, you run into Freya. I'm almost certain his name is Laura in mm. the original translation. Yeah. So she's been like brainwashed mm-hmm. and you have to fight her first. Um, and then you like break the mind control, but she's kind of like zombied, but she'll still join your party. And she's an Esper. She is an Esper. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's got um, some, some magic spells and uh, like a rapier and a bow, I think. Yeah. 
I guess like they figure that Dagra is not the only person coming after her for some reason that they never actually get back to. They do get back to it. Oh, okay. They <laughs> so later on they say that uh, only a child with a red oh, birthmark can yeah, get Excalibur true. or something no, like that. That's totally and true. And she had one. So, uh, so there's something about kids with red birthmarks on their face. Yeah. Okay. So, so your plan without knowing all of this stuff, right. just, as a, <laughs> just as a safety precaution, is to take her back to the present and give her to the elder. Yeah. On your way back, you run into some shogans who are like just hanging out right. in front of the shrine. Um, I definitely remember this in the original version being like a really hard fight. Yeah, me too. Um, it's not, not in this not, version. Not in this no. version. No. <laughs> Uh, it's Which just a couple of is hands. kind of okay, yeah, because it's it's a very it's like a big surprise fight, you know, because mm-hmm. they attack you in the temple where you're supposed to be safe. Yeah, so you know you could be forgiven for like, well, I didn't save, like I didn't know I was gonna have to fight a right. boss in here. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can go back and talk to Child Kronos, and he's got a component, but he's only gonna give it to you if you take him to a town. Yeah, and then once you're at the town, you have to go to a dungeon. Yeah. And then once you're in the dungeon, you have to find a chest. Yes. And the chest has a component it's in it It's a broken also. component. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. When you show up, the chest is empty. Right. And so you, you have, have to use time gear, powers. Gears of time to go back. So the way these things manifest, which I think is actually kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Even if there isn't like a, a really good like follow through or way to use it, mm-hmm. is it usually gives you a branching choice. So. Right. So, like, with this one, you can either decide to go back in time to before the monster opens the chest and, like, breaks it. Yeah. Or... It's, like, it's it's whether you encourage him to keep looking for stuff or not, maybe? Oh, yeah. Whether whether you give him the component or whether, like, just tell him his, it's gone. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. There's some sort of choice. Anyway, so, yeah, you can do that thing with him. Um, on on route to do that, uh, you pick up another component, which is the... I don't remember what they call it in this game. It's the Was flush. it flush? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's flush o It's flush matic yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which uh, lets you revert any character to their base. Human or Esper. Yeah. Which is cool. It is cool. Also, uh, it wipes any of their accumulated abilities when that happens, Uh, which if you have a bunch of bad ones that you really want to get rid of, that's a good way to do it. Yes. On that subject, did you, did you figure out that like what happens when you have too many abilities, like more abilities than you have slots for? I don't think I ever ran into that. It asks you to replace one. Oh, so I kept like, I would get to the point where I'd be like, well, shit, like I'm, I'm fighting a boss. Like I'm fighting Ashura or whatever. Uh I know he's as fire and my guy is fire vulnerable. So I have to keep like mutating my guy until I mutate away from being fire vulnerable. No, it turns out you just have to pick up enough traits that you can replace fire vulnerable with something else. Huh. So like in retrospect, I'm kind of realizing that in the beginning you should mutate your eyes all over the place to get all the best traits and then stop and then stop Hmm. or from then on only take new traits that you actually want. Yeah. Because at a certain point you can just fill up your entire menu with positive traits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in fact, you really want to, fill it up as soon as possible yeah so, so you don't have every to every mutation after that lets you choose yeah huh um another thing that um bothered me is 
Oh, no, no, no. Once you've got Kronos following you around, you have to complete his stuff before you do anything with the shrine because everyone's like, well, we can't take him back inside with us because <laughs> causality. Right. Also because, boy, you couldn't put another character in your party. You can really only have five. Five is pushing it, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is kind of annoying because, like, it's really easy. Cause that, you can yeah. pick that side quest up, like, right after you talk to Granny. Yeah. There's a quick cut scene of the Wanderer popping in and talking to Kronos in the present, which is kind of a clue for you to go back and talk right. to him. And he maybe gives you more gear of time he, things. Yes. So he'll, he'll unlock your, your present ability, okay, uh, yeah. which is the one we were talking about where everybody does a group attack and then it stops the enemy from doing their attack. Right. So you go back to Kronos and you talk to him and he's like, Hey, uh, something weird's going on at the South tower. Yeah. Here's the key for it. And then also the the Chaos Castle <laughs> has risen out of the sea from the water. Yeah. For no particular reason. Right. So you go down to the South Tower, get all the way to the top, and you meet Ashura, who is actually like a reoccurring villain. Yeah. In the series. Like he's I think the ultimate or like penultimate boss in the second one. Right. And maybe the last boss in the first one. He's actually pretty small potatoes at this point. Yes. Uh, he's definitely downgraded. <laughs> like, really not that much trouble at all. And is that the first one where we start getting dropping through holes in, um, in levels to fall down to areas down below? Yeah. Maybe? Because uh, that's kind of a cool aspect. Yeah. I don't really remember that from the Game Boy ones. Did I they add that? I don't think so. Okay. And And unfortunately, it's kind of only utilized in the towers yeah and like once or twice in the chaos castle yeah it goes away pretty quickly um so ashura i actually struggled a lot with yeah um yeah that's right he i don't i don't know if i was just like under geared um obviously I, it sounds I, like you were i never found muon so yeah. I, or muon 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 the underwater city mm-hmm. um that you have to use muon no, you use, use dive. No, it's not dive in this game. It's summon. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't know. There's some very questionable localization choices in this. Uh, this yeah, edition. I mean, say what you want about old uh, Engle- lo- English localizations, but they, I feel like they got it spot on <laughs> and, you know, only used four letters. Right. Is so. <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, so Ashura, like when I first got to him, he he was really strong. Uh, he did a, a, like almost a character's worth of damage each yeah. attack. Um, and I definitely had a character that was fire vulnerable, which didn't help at yeah, all. Yeah, that sucks for that battle. Uh, but basically, basically all I had to do was like grind up my characters um, like for an hour yeah. and then go back. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, it is a, a little frustrating because I feel like the difficulty curve at that point had been pretty, yeah, like well matched to where I was, mm-hmm. if not maybe a little bit easier. I don't know. I I didn't. I don't feel like I spent a lot of time grinding, but I didn't really have any trouble at all with that. Encounter. Huh. Well, but you also knew where Moo was. So. That's true. I yeah. I it probably did just come down to the weapons like and actually um did you do the second part of the elders side quest um you unlock in the present better armor that's interesting i know i definitely didn't do that. okay uh but what it does is it gives you access to i think a full full set of golden armor yeah for purchase um from present day uh darm which mm-hmm. would have made 
probably that are sure about Big a, difference, a lot yeah. easier too. Good for cyborgs and robots, especially. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you eventually beat Ashura. Oh, the other thing that I had an issue with, um, he has really like, feels like really irregular t- attack patterns. Hmm. So yeah. like, he actually has a lot of different moves. Like he has a claw attack, he has a fire attack. Um, I think he has a hit everybody attack. Yeah. But then he also has a couple of different like status effect magic he casts. Hmm. So like some of those times when I was trying to fight him, he wouldn't do it at all. Sure. And then sometimes it was just like lock everybody down at the party. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to see for that stuff. Like what the enemies like AI looks like behind yeah. the scenes. Like, does it have a bunch of triggers where it's like, Oh, you know, if there's this many people in the party and you know, this person's at half health, then do that thing. Uh-huh. Or did you just get unlucky from the, yeah, the random number random. generator? Yeah. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah. Um, but so you kill him, and then uh, he has the key to Chaos Castle. Right. Um, so you head off there. Confusingly enough, though, in order to get into Chaos Castle, you have to go there on, on float and then go underwater. Yes. And get to it from the bottom. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, but basically, yeah, you've got some some uh, conveyor belt kind of floors. Mm-hmm. Um not a whole lot oh and then the upper level um is like a like a moving platform sort of oh that's right puzzle yeah Um, it's not obvious where everything goes you just have to ride the platforms and find out and then it's basically just normal dungeon from there on out and then you fight chaos and then you fight chaos uh yeah who wasn't that hard no uh especially after Ashura. like if you if you're fine to beat that boss then chaos just doesn't seem like that much trouble yeah. I, I was expecting like you know earthquake attacks that were gonna uh, affect everybody and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it didn't really well yeah i mean like first of all chaos is a weird name for a monster that's essentially like an earth elemental yeah like he's a big rocky guy with moss right he doesn't really seem to there's nothing particularly chaotic, but about like him. chaos. I, I mean, chaos must be the original language because it's even what they call him in the old translation. Yeah. So you kill chaos and mm-hmm. you get the future warp from him. Right. That's why you're doing that in the first place. Yes. Um, you go back and talk to Kronos to verify that it's actually the future warp. For yeah, some I didn't reason. really understand why that was important. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, yeah, it's real. Yeah, totally. Stick it in your ship. You go to the future. <laughs> um, he also gives you the time stop device, mm. which lets you stop time on the field. Right. Which is actually super useful. Yes. Because you really don't want to be fighting enemies. No. <laughs> I was really like excited because the battle system like seems different and kind of like engaging. Yeah. And it really doesn't like after maybe like the present section, like the first time you're in the present, like after you get out of that, it's never that interesting. Yeah. Well, so, you know, what I realized about it is that there, there are all these systems around it. There's the classes and the elements and the evolution of your characters down the, the beastman monster path or the cyborg mm-hmm. robot path. There's the equipment. There's like weapon skills and magic skills and combos and time stuff. But all of that is like on the outside and on the inside at the core, <laughs> it's still just like taking turns, exchanging hits with enemies. Uh-huh. And that never changes. All yeah. that changes is how good of a hit 
you can do mm. and how big of a hit you can take. Yeah. Basically everything else is leading into that. So I think that's where ultimately it's just sort of starts to get boring and repetitive. Yeah. Well, and, and unfortunately, I mean, even though it does have all these systems, once you get to that point where you're just kind of mindlessly pushing through uh, random battles to get to the bosses, like, those systems become more of a hindrance than yeah. they are in engagement. Yeah. You know, cause now I have to, well, each time, you know, luckily they have it auto set to like cursor memory for the battles, but like you have to choose what you're doing each time. Right. And then, you know, uh, and even, even doing fast forward on the, the emulator that we're definitely not using. Uh -huh. It's still like, it's, it's a lot of time to yeah. like sit around because it could basically be no time. Right. Like you could actually see none of that. You could basically like press a to see if you win the battle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause you know, like you're, you're going to win most of them mm -hmm. um, without any, any input from you whatsoever, just by your characters choosing <laughs> random attacks that sometimes aren't even the right attacks. Yeah. You know, after that you go to the future yeah. where you're originally from. Uh, yes. That I got. And everything is flooded. Yes. Because Delusia has been dumping water into the world for a few decades. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so one of the cool things about this game, right, is until the very end, you're still operating in the same area. Yeah. And you get to see, like, how it changes from time to time. Right. I don't think they lean into that quite enough. But, no. But it is really cool. Like, yeah. like, like I said, that part with the Elder where you're like, hey go build the village that we grew up. Right. In, right. You know, or like running into Kronos as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, so like in this world, you have to fly across the river to like the place that used to be uh, where the Irem planes are. And it's yeah. just like the same environment underwater. That uh, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so you go back to Irem um, and then to visit Granny. Who's in the inn. They're kind of like intimating that she's like sick and old, but then it turns out she's just sleeping. Yeah. I think there's like humor that didn't quite get translated well, there. Th yeah. There's a couple of parts with granny specifically where I think <laughs> they were trying to make it funny. And it's, it's just <laughs> like the part where you originally uh, meet her and talk to her. There's this funny moment where she's like, Oh, I'm going to go save that kid. And then her like back gives oh, out. Yeah, that's right. And everyone's like, what happened? <laughs> She's like, I'm an old person. You go. <laughs> That's not really funny. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's like in the inn. You talk to her, and then she like, you know, she tells you that Soul was taken away. Um, Who's maybe kind of a god? He is maybe? a god. Okay, He's yeah. definitely a god. Um, but gods aren't that great in this game. I think the uh, the idea is that like gods are. It kind of takes like the the Skyrim root where gods are just really powerful like beings from another plane basically yeah beings that have ele elevated themselves through either like you know achievement or right like natural ability um so soul which was kind of their like last hope to get rid of the delu delusia delusia <laughs> um has been taken to another dimension you go to new darm and you talk to Melrose, except he looks creepy as fuck. I didn't really notice that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so obviously your elders died. He was like, that's right. Old for the entirety of the game. Even yes. In the past. Yeah. He looks the same old man. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so when you go to visit Melrose, like he's the elder and mm -hmm. that's also the, like the, uh, the, 
hideout for the resistance or whatever. Right. Uh, but, but his character model is exactly the same, except they've like exaggerated. Like he's, he's got the anime, like old man oh. cheek lines. Yeah. And it just looks really eerie. <laughs> like they, they don't do anything else to his model. He still has like giant pink hair, uh-huh. same clothing, just like really creepy old man cheek lines. <laughs> they basically just did like old man makeup on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like a part where you're talking to him and, and you know, your, your main character is like, wow, you look a lot older. And the like camera pushes it really close <laughs> on his face. And he's like, well, it's been 15 years. What did you expect? <laughs> Uh, but basically, he tells you to go look for Dior, who's in Viper, which is kind of like the last modern city mm-hmm. that survived the the flood. And that's the floating city. Well, it's not it's not Floatland. It's not Floatland, but it is a city above the water. Yes, which yeah. is, which was initially very confusing to yes. me um, because they do, I think, in the in the past or the present. Or at some point, um, <laughs> refer to Viper as like the floating city. Right. Which also, wait, quick side note. Um, when you use Muon, you turn into a floating island. Yes. Which seems weird. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But I mean, that's how it was in the original. I know. I think it's still weird. <laughs> I mean, uh, I like to think of it as like, you know, you just sort of raise up a platform out of the ground. Oh, or okay. You don't like turn into it. Your characters are on it. Okay. They're just like really small. Okay. Because it's so big. Okay. So there's Floatland, but but Floatland is higher up in the world in the cosmology. Right. Then you can you, get you up cannot on float to where Floatland float. is, yeah. which is confusing. Was it called Pure Land in the old one? I I know that in the old one the the thing was called the Pure Land Water Entity. I don't know what Floatland was called, but I, I yeah. want to say it's something better than Floatland. Okay. <laughs> Floatland's a like, stupid name. Yeah. Why didn't they call it Muon Land? Like, they're clearly trying to make this connection. <laughs> uh, so you go there. Yeah. You go to Viper. You use jet packs to get there. <laughs> Let's not forget this important detail. Yeah. Dr. You... <laughs> Dr. Pulsar. Dr. Pulsar. Gives you and, and Dior, who's the grown-up version of dior from your present right um jetpacks to go to Floatland, and there's some really weird convoluted like once you get there you can't get back so you have to like push a button yeah in Floatland. the remote control you, calls the t- not the talent the stephalos to you right but on, you're only supposed to do it once you get the component for it um once you get there you find someone like almost immediately as soon as you walk into a village that tells you you should go look in the like water temple basically yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't really make you look very hard for the, it I, and and if i remember correctly like the exact like dialogue that they say is like i've heard stories that there's a button in the water runes like, yeah. to the north like that's just the thing that people talk about right. in this world is and, buttons. And like clearly could not mean anything else except that's what your next objective is. Yeah. Especially well, it marks it on the map too at that yeah. point. Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty obvious. And I don't think you can do anything in the world until no. you get that conversation. And then you got the water temple. Yeah. And that's like the worst thing ever. Yes, for the most part. 
it's, mean, it's, it's got the water current thing, which is annoying. It's not. I'm sorry. It's the second worst it's thing. It's the second ever, worst thing. The worst thing ever is coming up soon. Yes. So, I mean, really, the thing that bothered me about it is in a game where I don't want to be spending time in dungeons. Right. I don't want to be fighting enemies really anyway. Right. Like, I also don't want to have to fight against a current of water to progress. Uh huh. In a dungeon while you're trying to get away from enemies. Yeah. So. Uh, especially against enemies that are flying or swimming, so they're somehow not affected by the water currents. It's, it, other than that, like, it's just kind of confusing to navigate. So yeah. you, like, start in a circular room that has, like, an area in the middle, and then there's exits, like, around the edges. And some of the exits are actually. Like the current is going out of them. Right. And some of the exits, the currents are going back in. Yeah. And so like, again, in this situation where I don't, don't want to be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to fight against the water. You have to go all, all the way around the circle to see which ones are entrances. Right. And exits. Right. And at, at the same time, you have to be dodging enemies that you don't want to fight. Yeah. And then there's, okay. So that, that gets you to, uh, betray you. They, I, I mean, I had a lot of trouble with that one. Oh, okay. That was the one that I was all out of mm. weapon uses for. So especially like I was feeling pretty good about my my party setup, mm-hmm. and like I had some really really good people put together with good abilities and good spells where you know appropriate or whatever. But by the time I got to the end, I think all of my best weapons were used up, mm. and especially uh, crucially, my um, healing magic oh, was almost yeah. all the way gone too. That that's one of those uh, bosses where she summons uh, snake ladies. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think, and maybe another enemy type occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always like you're stuck between. Well, like, do I just kind of ignore them and keep going for her, or mm. do I? I think two of my guys were dead, oh. and two were still alive, and they were really running out of item or like you know ability uses by the time I finally beat her. The tower leading up to her. It's just like a battle of attrition. Like it's it's yeah. definitely the longest dungeon you've had to go through up until that point. So yes, the tower leading up to her yeah. is weird in a lot of ways. Yeah. So there are those two like rocky mountain sections. Right. In that front are of really them. big and sprawling. Yes. And have like springs, like health springs, which you've never seen up until that right. point. And only restore your health and your monster abilities, yes. not your weapons or your spells, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. <laughs> and just weird. Like, they don't yeah. make sense. And and they're, they're in there twice, too. Mm-hmm. Like, one at the very beginning of the dungeon, which is completely useless. Yeah. And then, like, you make progress through, like, I think one more screen, and then there's another one. And then it's there one. again, yeah. What you really wanted was sort of at the end, yeah. before the boss battle. Like, you yeah. kind of want them before all boss battles, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is a, it's a really strange thing to show up, and I, I'm pretty sure you're right. It only shows up there. Yeah. So process of going through the the tower was definitely just running away from all the monsters and like yeah yeah so each each floor of tower is the same two screens mm-hmm. and then there's another floor of two screens right which the only way you can tell that it's higher is it tells you that this is the third floor now. yeah really lazy level yeah. design <laughs> so bad literally the same two screens <laughs> and <I'm>, then <laughs> When you reach the top, uh, the floor drops out from under yeah. you. Yeah, you get up to the top and you're like, oh, let's, you know, this is probably it. And then like a trap door opens up and dumps you like one floor below. Yeah. 
So you have to go through that floor again. And, and then like Dior's like, well, I'm going to keep going because I didn't follow the trap door. Yeah. Dior decides to go in for his own <laughs> for no reason. Even though he could have just like walked down the stairs and like be like, are you guys okay? <laughs> right. And then he tries to face the boss alone. Right. And she like somehow threatens that she has, uh, oh, who are we, who are we going? Is, is it Nemesis? Okay. Yeah. Nemesis is, you know, has been kidnapped and held yes. in another dimension. And, you know, things are going to go badly for him if you keep trying to fight her. And so Dior backs off but ends up getting beat up, I guess. Yeah. And just hangs out by the door and waits for you, which he probably should have done to begin with. But that means he's out of commission <laughs> right. for the fight, which is actually when you needed him. Right. And then she tries to do the same thing to you. And you're like, well, too bad. I'm going to beat <laughs> yeah, you up anyway. Uh, like... <laughs> maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But if we can, I think it's like if we can kill you fast enough, you can't tell your superior. Yeah, exactly. So we're just going to go for that. <laughs> right. So basically, Dior was just a waste of time at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you take the direct approach. I think that's that's right where I stopped. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a fair place to stop um, because nothing too much happens after that. Um, but actually, wasn't I wasn't that far off from it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you really weren't. You were probably within the last third, at huh. least. This game has a really bad problem with with padding i feel like every yeah. time you go somewhere like somebody wants you to do something for them before you get to do the thing you actually wanted right. to do there you realize you're trying to save the world but if you could help me out with my problem <laughs> surprised yeah. so yeah i mean so not not a bad game no but poorly executed and in some weirdly like preventable ways. Yeah. There's even stuff that I, there's stuff in the original game that maybe you could blame on it being a product of its time. Definitely. You know, um, the fact that this is a, like when, when did this remake come out? I want to say like, I think I might have it in my notes, but I want to say like early two thousands, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I think they. I think there's some stuff that they could have oh, improved. Oh, 2011. Yeah, see, like that's, that's six years ago. Like we we've made some strides in how you know stuff yeah. is handled in JRPGs, and some stuff that was acceptable in the beginning because we didn't know any better is not acceptable now. Yeah, and this game sort of kept around. And I, I know it's probably it's got to be like a fine line to ride between like, well, do you bring the old game to a new generation sure. faithfully or do you try to update it and, you know, whatever. But they're already adding a lot of stuff to it. A fair amount. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like, yeah, they could have gotten away with making some more sort of like quality of life edits, basically. Yeah. And to be fair, like I was looking at a, a walkthrough for the old game and it seems like they follow like the storyline of the old game pretty yeah. closely. Yeah. So like, it's really just all the extra systems and the side quests mm-hmm. that were added in and yeah. the map system. Yeah. Uh, which the map system, I actually, in the beginning, I was a little bit annoyed that you couldn't see enemies or chests on it uh-huh. or really anything other than where the train was, but eventually you get the items yeah, that add those. that. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of little like, nitpicky things that i noticed uh-huh. that were just like did like did you not qa test this game like did you not think <laughs> about this weird stuff like like what happens when you have water vulnerable and water resist yeah are you do they cancel each other out yeah <laughs> are you well yeah and then like mechanically 
Like, how does that work? Like, does yeah. it apply the resistance and then apply the vulnerability? Right. So essentially they work out to nothing? Or... Yeah. And that's never really explained. Yeah. Um, I did think, too, that as as much as on the surface, everything seems customizable. Like, you start with blank slate characters. Uh-huh. And then depending on how you evolve them and what classes you keep them in and what abilities you give them and what items you equip them with, they, you know, progress according yeah. to that. Um, it's tough to go back once you've made decisions for your characters. Like That's true. the guy that I was that I was using as a cyborg, like if I had decided halfway through that he was really better off as a beast man, it would not have worked. Like it, it'd be like starting over almost. Right. Because the character like the the stats mm-hmm. have all grown in the wrong direction. Yeah. And you don't have the weapon skills that yeah. are pretty key for that stuff. That's true. Um and yeah, there's, I mean, like, there was a couple of times where, I mean, I guess it was just lucky that I kind of locked into my main party early on yeah. in the game. But, like, looking back on it, I don't think there's really ever a reason to have a human. Their their weapon specialties, like swords and katanas. They're good at swords. They're, but, <laughs> but, like, But they could be of, a different guy and be better at other weapons. Right, and know, in like, terms of in terms of power, like swords are pretty much in the middle. Yeah. Like they're not that strong, mm-hmm. but they're not that weak. Right. Well, and so the other deal with humans is that they can actually gain weapon skills in any weapon that they use. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But they their their stat growth doesn't support those. Oh, okay. You know? So you can actually learn the stuff. Um, also, I don't think that counts for magic. I think espers mm. are the only ones that learn how to be better at magic. Yeah. Which is, again, kind of silly. It'd be but nice like, if that was spread to beastmen or something else. Uh-huh. But, like, so, so like, by the end of the game, my beast, beast lady was doing, like, a thousand damage a hit. Wow. Because their, their agility was, like, at 88 <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, like, con- contrasted to, like, my human... Which mm-hmm. did like two to three hundred a hit. Yeah. So I just have a less damaging character. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um. And I guess you know if you don't if you don't have a human if you don't have someone that specializes in swords, that means sometimes you get like cool items that basically are useless. Because like I remember I picked up an ice brand at some point and I was like, wow, this this seems great. I'm never going to use it. Yeah. You know, that's not part of my party. Yeah. Uh, the best I could do is have it as an extra equip on my robot or cyborg <laughs> just to boost their strength uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then again, you know, in auto battle mode, they keep trying to use it when they clearly shouldn't be. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, humorously, like I had the Psy sword equipped to my human. Yeah. Which like I basically just had to do no damage to enemies <laughs> until he learned the other skills. Uh-huh. And then he was fine. Like the other skills are just normal, like, you know, shockwave and right. like heavens, whatever. Do you think it was that way with the gun too? No. The okay. gun definitely didn't the gun's progress just that way. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's since since damage is or possibly always has been tied to stats, but now it's very transparent about that. Right. Like I feel like it's more important to like divvy up how those weapon skills work because like, like you said, like espers are the only people that can use magic. It's weird. It's a lot of responsibility to put on one class that also simultaneously encourages them not to be good in battle. You end up with espers that are really just for healing and like maybe they can cast spells when they're not busy healing everyone. Yeah. I mean, basically (laughs) my, my esper, like I gave him, 
healing magic. Um, I found a, like a revival tome. Yeah. And then like, uh, like ice thunder and fire magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I, it took way too long to get to the revival point. Yeah. Like you don't, do you ever get items that revive guys? Cause I didn't find any. No, you don't because, well, the caveat being that they don't stay dead outside of battles. Well, sure. But still inside of battles, especially boss battles. But yeah, like it's, no, it's devastating. I think to it's lose only one magic. Your... Okay. And the magic costs like 200,000 or something when you first find it, which yeah, is it's really completely expensive. outside of your budget. Mm-hmm. A tank monster mm-hmm. that I happened to transform into. Why? Why? Why, why is there a monster, monster that's called a tank? <laughs> and well, also it's not. It's a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, and then, so there are monsters, <laughs> cyborgs, robots, but yes. there are also monsters that look like cyborgs. Yes. But they're not cyborgs. No. Because they drop monster meat. Right. There are also monsters that look like robots that, well, and monsters that don't look like robots that drop parts. Yeah. That uh, doesn't make any sense. I think all of the insect type monsters are actually robots. Yeah. The, the mermen are definitely yeah. robots too. Yep. The, like the fish creatures that swim in the water yep. drop parts. I don't know. I, it just makes me wonder like what, what was the team like that tackled <laughs> the localization? Like what did they think they were doing? Well, yeah, I don't know. And, and I think this is kind of like a, an unfortunate um, side effect because the one thing that works in like this series this chunk of the series in general, but mm-hmm. or in specific, but the whole series in general, is that since they were never very popular, it gave them the ability to like play around with interesting mechanical stuff, yeah. which is something th- that they continue to do for the other games mm-hmm. at the cost of like, since they are playing around with weird mechanics, like nothing ever really gets refined enough right. for it to be like, yeah. It's solid. Like, yeah. Like it's really unpolished. Yeah. Um, there's, there was one little point that I noticed. I forgot to mention this earlier, but after Dior is hurt in the fight with what's her face and healed, he makes some like comment about, Oh, it's okay. Like I got put in a new body. <laughs> yeah. But I was really annoyed because that would have been the perfect time to change his type to cyborg. Oh yeah. Totally. But they didn't. He's he was not. still a human. Well, and you know what? <laughs> they, they bring that up again later. Um, oh yeah. There's a point where you have to like, um, there's a barrier around an area mm. and you have to sneak in and blow up the barrier. And like your party's like, yeah, we'll go in there and, you know, blow it up. And then like Dior's like, wait, no, let me do it. Cause I'm already a robot. So if I get caught in the explosion, they can just like put my head on another body. Oh yeah. Great. So (laughs) So many missed opportunities. So, so like taken as intended, Mm -hmm. you know, like on, on a game boy on mobile. Yeah, that's true. Where to its credit. And it does the thing that is like very important to me Mm. about, uh, uh, handheld games is that you can save everywhere. Um, like, so taken on the go, like maybe you're just playing it on the bus or like, Mm -hmm. you know, to and from work or whatever. Right. Like I could see it broken down into much bites, more bite-sized pieces. Like I could see it being more palatable. Yeah. Uh, but it, I don't think it, it really works as a sit down experience. Yeah. It would be, it'd be a little, it'd feel less boring and repetitive. Yeah. Just cause you wouldn't have hours of <laughs> holding down the fast forward auto battle button right. and watching your guys do their thing. Yeah. 
Um, it also actually does a pretty good job of letting you know where to go next. Yes. I never felt like I was lost. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah, because I mean, like, usually it'll either telegraph through, like, showing you a cutscene. Right. Or it'll just, like, this is where you're going. Yeah. Put a finger over, like, the map icon. Right. Yeah, I appreciated that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, oddly enough, um, I think that the game's map system doesn't work for it. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, one of my complaints about, like, <laughs> JRPGs and early JRPGs is they just, like, okay, here's the first town. Out you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you don't wander into the place where the enemies kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, since this game is so, like, sectioned off, mm-hmm. you know, like, the land masses are very distinct. Um, you don't really go new places until you have new abilities. Right. Like, I suppose it would be, you know, you could go to the South Tower, grab Mulan, and go into a place where you could be killed really easily. But Even even that you can't do because there's a lot of like, oh, you need to get the key to the thing from yeah, this guy true. before you go. There was actually a couple times where I tried to go to places before <laughs> I was supposed to, yeah. and I would get turned away because it would be locked. Yeah. Or, or you just can't walk that way. Right. <laughs> Getting Mulan in the original game is a really cool thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got your first airship or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, totally. You, know, you turn into a floating island and yeah. fly around places. <laughs> in this game, it really isn't. It's just like, okay, I can go over water it's, now. Yeah, you have the red key that lets you get to this area. <laughs> yeah. And same thing with like... Uh, Summon yeah. died. What were they thinking? I don't summon. know. Summon what? Right? A bubble? It, it almost, I feel like they could have gotten away with not making it open world. Yeah. Because it is a pretty linear, like you go from this place to this place to this place, sort of a progression. Maybe even if they let you go back to some places or like you, you have opportunity to revisit things as you go Uh through the past and the present. Like, I don't think it would have lost much if it would have just been like, well, we're going here next. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like a weird, um, like mixed messages. Like on the one hand, it shows you an open world and says like, here's all these places you could go to. But on the other hand, it sort of discourages you from doing that yeah. because a lot of times you end up wasting your time because you can't actually go that way yet. Or there's just no reason for you to go there. Mm-hmm. So like you walk into an empty map and you walk around it and then you leave and you're like, why did I even do that? <laughs> you know, and yeah. then like later on, maybe when it does want you to explore, you're reticent to do it because you've already had this experience where you're like, well, I was a waste of my time. Like, right. Well, well and, doing this again. and again, you're back to the, I don't. I don't want to be in this yeah. area. I don't want to be fighting these enemies. Right. I don't yeah, know. If you, if you get to the point where like the thing that you spend maybe two thirds of your time doing <laughs> is actually not something that you're excited yeah. about, then you probably, your game probably has a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I yeah. think that's, I think that's it. talk really quick about the uh the music and the oh yeah and the graphics um which i didn't really care for no i mean like so the new character designs looked really bad yeah there it's that weird like it's it's almost it's it's really uh final fantasy 10 e yeah like a weird like big spiky hair straps going all over the weird uh, and like women with really like elaborate constructed 
bikinis essentially yeah like i don't did you ever see nemesis grown up no i didn't get to that point well after we're done recording you should google it but um she (laughs) essentially has like a nun's hat okay and then this weird like leather strappy like almost bondage gear Uh and then like big chunky like platform shoes Like, oh, Nemesis is all grown up. <laughs> yeah, golly, jeez, uh. like so. And and then the, I mean, like, aside from the design of it, like, just the graphics that themselves aren't that great. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, it's it's all pretty like blocky and polygony. Yeah. And like, I realize there's limitations on the sure. DS, but what if you made really nice looking sprites right and 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 that's i mean i think maybe we've talked about this before but like kind of the universal truth that i'm coming coming to understand is that things that are sprite animated almost always will age better mm-hmm. than things that are 3d animated yeah i think that's true because because sprite animation like obviously started out at a very low point and then got better. Right. But we've kind of hit a plateau right now where like sprite graphics are probably as good as sprite graphics will ever be. Yeah. You know, and, and even if you're not able to do like, you know, symphony of the night on DS, right? like if you look at the fire emblem games that are yeah. on uh, game boy advanced had beautiful sprite animations in right. them, but, but it really is like early PS one yeah. era graphics. It just doesn't, and and like going back to the old game, I feel like those look a lot better. I agree. They had a lot more character to them and it felt like there's a lot more consistent style to them. Mm -hmm. Especially like with the monster sprites, Mm -hmm. um, they seem to be more expressive and more varied, even though, I mean, like that's, that's probably not true. I feel like the way that they set up, so like the battle screen in the original one, like your characters are like down in the foreground and mm-hmm. then the enemies are in front of you. Right. But they also take up like a very specific geometric shape. Right. Cause there's, there's small, medium and large enemies. Right. And there are in the remake too, but you can't tell by looking at yeah, them what they are. They don't do a very good job of yeah. sort of like, there's like a little scale off to the side in the corner. Right. But it, doesn't really do that no of a job well and doesn't even seem like it lines up for what i expect a lot of the times yeah. there's lots of times where like it would say like oh yeah there's like a large enemy coming and then it would come in and it'd be like well that's like a couple of snakes like <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. don't know if that counts as yeah and then i mean like the music is okay the music was like a synth symphonic remake of yeah. the game boy tunes it's it looks it sounds about as cheesy as the graphics look yeah you know like not necessarily bad right but like we know we can do better (laughs) (laughs) well this one especially is a little bit tough because there is like the the nostalgia angle of like the tunes that we remember from our childhood and like listen to way too much probably yeah but as as fun as it was to recognize those in these remixes that they had made for this version I do think I preferred the original ones. Well, and that is always the thing. If you're going to make one of these re-releases or remixed versions, you really have to decide what was valuable about the (laughs) old one and you have to keep that. You know, you can't get rid of it because then you lose part of what made the old one worth remaking in the first place. Right. And I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm not trying to posit that, you know, on the strength of the music alone, like, right. (laughs) 
<laughs> this game should be not played. Right. But again, like, why not have an option? Yeah. Um, I, one thing I was thinking is you're talking about basically safe scumming to get around bad monster transformations. <laughs> yeah. They give you a time travel ability in the game. Oh, God, Why don't they just right. let you do that? Yeah, that's Say like, true. oh, you know, blah, 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 turned into a tank. Press Y to, to reset the transformation. TP. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially with how much consequence like a bad transformation can have for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I did have one other thing that we didn't even talk about. Oh, no. The password system. Oh. Why is that happening? Okay. Better, a better question is why is it called the password system? Yeah, right. What it mostly means most of the time is that you found an item, but you can't have it now, <laughs> which is really like one of the most annoying things in the world. Like, especially for those, those chests we were talking about, yeah. like, Oh, you can't get to that chest. You have to like, go like up a level to fall down to the previous floor to fall on a button that opens mm-hmm. a thing that lets you get to a chest that gives you a password. And then you don't get anything until you go back to the stuff later and then that turns into an item. You don't even know what the item is going to be yet. Yeah, it's true. And at no no point during the game do you enter a password into anything. No, that's true. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. Well, and they were never important things. No. Like the only useful thing I ever got out of it was a... Is that like a six, 16 or six carat gold nugget? And then otherwise, it's just like one of each type of like stat recovery. Yeah. Status effect recovery. Which like would be item. so much more useful to you in the dungeon. Yes. Immediately. <laughs> also, I just. Did you ever figure out what curse does? No. Okay. Did you? No, okay. No. <laughs> Is there anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Um. No, I guess we're going to wrap up. Yep. Play this game, maybe. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would say play this game instead of the old one. Yeah. And then maybe play the old one if you want. This The new version had a lot of opportunities to improve on the old one, and it didn't take all of them. Yes. But I don't think it necessarily made a worse game. No, definitely not. I I, I don't think it made a worse game. Yeah. It definitely made a better game. Yeah. So good for them for that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a lot, I think, yeah, basically what we said, there's a lot that could be cool about it. The evolution system is like a really neat idea. Mm -hmm. Even the equipment, like skill stuff, like that's pretty neat, but it's just not as well executed as it could be. Yes. Better executed than it was though. Yeah. Feels like, feels like an older game maybe than Mm -hmm. it really is. Yeah. Well, because it is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. All right, we're going to stop now. Yep. All right.